Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Miketz. Tomorrow is Shabbos Hanukkah. Tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh, Teves. And therefore, wow, tomorrow is one of those Shabbos Kodak moments. While we can't take the picture down here, take my word for it, the picture is being taken upstairs. And therefore, the first Sefer Torah is going to be where we read the Parsha of Miketz. The second Sefer Torah, we're going to read that for Rosh Chodesh. And the third one, that which is for Hanukkah. A very special moment. And before we get started, let's talk about another very special moment which took place this past Wednesday evening in Paris. All I can say, Nachum, on behalf of all your friends and listeners, is a job well done. You made all of us proud, and indeed, Jews all over the world. And I just want to add just one quick addition to that video that you showed at the very beginning of the concert, whereby Naftali Bennett, the Minister of Diaspora Affairs for the State of Israel, spoke beautifully for two, three minutes in Hebrew, giving chizuk, encouragement, to Jews all over the world, reminding Jews of France, and indeed Jews all over, that they have a home waiting for them, caring for them, from Eretz and in Eretz Yisrael. And he pointed out, Kol Yisrael arevim zelozeh, literally, all Israel is responsible one for another. That is the literal translation. And I'd like to just suggest another explanation of that, as suggested by the Hasidic Rebbe, Reb Naftali of Rapshitz, who said that the word Orev does not only mean a co-signer who's responsible for the one who's taken out the loan, but the word Orev means sweet. Kikolech Orev, as we find in Shir Hashirim. Your voice is sweet, says one lover to the next. And here, Ko Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh means in addition that all Israel is to sweeten one another. And that's exactly what happened. By having this wonderful concert at the great synagogue in Paris, bringing together 2,000 people in the audience and so many all over the world, it brought out a sense of sweetness, caring, and concern the Jews have for one another. Yashakoach, Nachum, you should go mechayol elchoyol, bringing arvus and sweetness to Jews all over the world. Now let's get down to business. This is Shabbos Hanukkah, and so tonight, when we light the menorah, we have to light near Hanukkah before we light near Shabbos. The reason for that is because when women light near Shabbos, they take upon themselves Shabbos, and once they've taken upon Shabbos, 
challenging to then light the menorah. Hence, we light the menorah first. When we light the menorah tonight, the menorah has to have the capacity to burn minimum of 80 minutes. Where is that coming from? Well, we light candles approximately 20 minutes before sunset. So we're lighting the menorah at least 20 minutes before sunset. Then the candles have to burn from sunset till approximately a half an hour after sunset, which is the proper time for lighting, as we have been doing and will continue to so do after Shabbos. Because at Shabbos we can't light at Shkia. We have to light before. But we can't light the 30 minutes after, which is therefore 20 before Shkia, 30 taking us from Shkia sunset till night, and then every night it's supposed to go for half an hour, another 30 minutes. 20 and 30 is 50, and 30 more is 80. You cannot use the small colored candles tonight to light near Hanukkah. They will not last 80 minutes. You will not get the mitzvah. Use Shabbos candles or long thin candles or oil, but make sure that there's enough fuel that will go for 80 minutes. Please God, tomorrow night after Shabbos, the practice is as follows. In the synagogue, we light Ner Hanukkah first, and then we make Havdalah in Shul. At home, the Ramah says to follow that practice of lighting Ner Hanukkah first, and then Havdalah. Many disagree with the Ramah and say that at home, one should make Havdalah first, and then light Ner Hanukkah. There are sufficient, respectful authorities that go either way. If you have a family tradition, that's what you should do. If not, speak to your local Rav. I'd like to first share with you an interesting thought regarding Hanukkah, and then we'll see how it ties into the parsha as well. The Rambam in chapter 3 of Hilchos Hanukkah, Halacha 3, after giving us the background as to their finding the one cruise of kosher, of pure oil, oil that had not been defiled. So the Rambam says that the rabbis instituted that we light candles or lights for eight nights, al-pischei habatim, literally at the entrances of our homes, each night of the eight nights. And listen to the next three words, laharos ulegalos hanes, to reveal and to uncover the miracle. Now, what's going on here? Laharos, to show, that's understandable. When you put six candles in your window tonight, you are showing, demonstrating that a miracle took place. What's legalos? What is it that we are supposed to reveal? Reveal 
usually means to uncover that which is not so apparent. So Rav Salavechik, Zechrona Levracha, as has been transcribed and written in Sefer, Nora'os Horav, and Rav Yitzchak Hutner in Pachad Yitzchak, in his very last piece in Hanukkah, called Rishima, literally both of them, Alpi Shnayim Edim, two very trustworthy witnesses, say a similar thought, and that is that the lighting of Ner Hanukkah is reminding and teaching us that we are bringing Hashra'as Shechina, we're bringing literally the Divine Presence into our home. Where is this coming from? So, listen carefully. The Talmud in Shabbos 26a and Rashi in his commentary on Parshas Emor, where the Torah teaches when right after the Torah finishes the Parsha of the Moadim in Emor, and the Torah then says, right after Sukkot, the Torah has the Parsha related to the Menorah. And where is the Menorah placed, says the Torah? Michutz leparoches ha'edus. There was a curtain which separated the Heichal, which had the Menorah, the Shulchan, the golden altar, from the Holy of Holies, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, which had the Ark. This Poroches is called Poroches Ho'edus. Why? So Rashi, inciting the Gemara, tells us because the menorah is Edus, its testimony, the Olam, to literally the entire world, Shashchino, that the Divine Presence, Shorebi Yisrael, literally dwelled in Israel. How so? The Kohen in the evening would put the same amount of oil in each of the seven cups of the menorah, but the Ner Maharabi, the middle one, he would begin lighting that one first. And what would happen? In the morning, the other six would be extinguished, and this middle lamp would burn and burn and burn all day. The miracle of Hanukkah that we are familiar with was there in the Beis HaMikdash for hundreds of years on a daily basis. And this is called by our rabbis the Edos testimony that God's presence is found in Israel. No other people in the world, just as no one other people claim that God revealed himself to an entire nation at Sinai, so too here you have a miracle ongoing every day, which 
the skeptics and everybody must agree, wow, there is the Shekhinah present in Yisrael. These two great rabbis are teaching us that just as the lighting of the menorah in the Mikdash of old brought the Shekhinah into the Beis HaMikdash, when we are privileged to light the menorah in our homes, as we have been doing and will do tonight, we too are bringing the Shekhinah into our homes. Wow! What an incredible privilege. But I really believe that once this is the case, it has a tremendous mechayev. It obligates us. It's a great privilege, but it's also a responsibility that we have to live up to it. How so? The Gemara teaches, for example, in Sota, Ish Isha, Sota Yud Zayan Omer Aleph, man and woman, when they live harmoniously together, Shechina Shruya, literally God's presence is found there. It's not just nice Sheva Brachos Torah, it's reality. God is found in that home. And what does the Gemara say in Kedushin, the bottom of Lamed, 30, Amid Beis, 30, be at the bottom, Shlusha Shutfim Heimbo Adam, there are three partners in the formation of man. HaKadosh Baruch Hu God and father and mother. Now listen, when one honors his parents, God says, whoa, you're not, honoring, not only honoring your parents, but you're also honoring me. And the Gemara continues on 31a in Kedushin and says, ouch, the flip side is also true. That what? God forbid... If a person literally distresses and does not honor his father and mother, God says, I did the right thing in not living among them, because had I lived among them, they would have distressed me as well. Shechina is in the home, and when Shechina is in the home, we have to conduct ourselves appropriately. What do we find in the parsha of Kiseitze? The Torah teaches us, and again, Rav Hirsch always points out that the Torah teaches in the extreme, that we, even when the Jewish people are going to war... Even in such an environment, there has to be the high levels of morality. And literally, there is not to be in your camp that which is a shameful thing, immoral. And what's going to happen if there is immorality brought into the home? Literally, God says, I will turn away from you. And so, what we have 
is such a great responsibility that parents have to make sure that in the Heichal, our homes become a sanctuary to make sure that you monitor properly as to what is being brought into your children's rooms, what's being brought into the den. Is there a filter on the computer? Just to at least make sure that we can try to provide for our children the healthiest kind of an environment. And what do we find, unfortunately, that what went on in the time of Hanukkah? What are we going to read from the Haftorah this Shabbos of Shabbos Hanukkah? There were three Nevi'im present at the time of the building of the second base Amigdash. And one of them was the Navi Zachariah. And what is the we told in chapter three of Zachariah, verse three, that the Kohen Gadol was wearing Bigadim Tsoim, dirty garments. And what does the Talmud say in Sanhedrin Sadi Gimel? that it doesn't mean literally that they weren't taken to the dry cleaner. No, it means that unfortunately his son had intermarried and HaKadosh Baruch Hu was so upset and asking him to do his best to dissolve the marriage. And what do we find as well at the end of the Gemara Sukkah? Nun Vav where the Mishnah speaks about the penalty that was given to the Mishmar of Bilga, and we're told about Miriam, who was a daughter coming from the Mishmar of Bilga, who became an apostate. And what did she do? She intermarried with one of the Greek officers. And once again, when the Yevonim came into the Heichal, Right? So what happened? She, at that time, was She scornfully kicked with her sandal on the top of the altar. And Lucas, Lucas, Admosai Ato, Mechale, Mamonon Shel Yisrael, poking fun and disparaging the Mizbeach, the Mizbeach, which is Mechaper, if we only realize what the Mizbeach meant, does, and will do for the Jewish people. But she was saying, Wolf, Wolf, how long will you consume the money of Israel? Disparaging remarks against coming from within. Nebach, assimilation, was so rampant at that time. And unfortunately, That is exactly where we find ourselves today as well, with such terrible, rampant assimilation that the message has to be, look to the parsha and look to see how Yosef HaTzadik mentions God's name to Paro three times in the interpretation of dreams. Look to see how Yosef HaTzadik brings up an Ephraim Emanasha in Egypt, in that kind of an environment. And then we see the positive examples of Shechina Shruya, of divine presence that is to be found in the home. I pray that we take the lesson of this Shabbos Hanukkah to heart and recognize and realize the privilege of bringing the Shekhinah into our homes. 
but on the other hand, the great responsibility that it puts on each and every one of us. Shabbat Shalom, a good Chodesh, and a Freilach Hanukkah to all.